Hello everybody, Matt Hartman here once again in the mobile studio bringing you yet another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast here on the plethora of programming known as CKCC Radio. Follow CKCC Radio and now CKCC Video on YouTube and Twitch and CKCC Radio wherever you find your podcasting needs. Ah, we are on our way to episode 100, our centennial show. Man, it it, it feels like a long time since I started this show, which it, which it has. Um, and uh, we're we're going we're going to hit that magical number real soon. Um, may actually hit it uh, with a special episode, uh, special episode live. From um, North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, as uh, the way it's looking, uh, we'll be hitting episode 100 on the way to the All-Star Race, uh, which I am psyched for, and we'll have some talk about the All-Star Race uh, coming up as it gets closer. Uh, the formats were all laid out, I just have not really done that because I want to I want to spend a little time on talking more about the all-star race as as we actually get a lot closer to it so but we we do got to talk about Bristol what some people think may be the final dirt race at Bristol uh, the final dirt weekend at the last Coliseum so we'll have that we'll talk um We'll talk about a lot of the announcements that have been made over the past week or so. I kind of, I kind of held off on this one because obviously, last couple weeks I go to do an episode, then we get penalty reports and appeals and this and that. We'll, we'll have that in this episode too. So we'll have a whole bunch of stuff. Um, obviously, you guys know I do this show uh, sometimes in mobile studio in the car so there is some background noise and I do do this show hands free um, obviously you know safety and well it's illegal that they uh, have your phone out while driving and playing on it so my phone sits in this little handy dandy cradle on my dash and um, this is Especially this month. This month is Distracted Driving Awareness Month. So, um, yeah, we just want to be safe in the vehicles. And, and I mean, obviously, and whatever, whatever you're doing, you want to do it safely. So, um, we have all that. Ah, uh, man, 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 man. I, I want to dive into this, but we got a pop quiz nose this week. And this week's pop quiz notes comes from none other than friend of the show, my close personal friend, uh, Ed Ballow, brought this question to me and, and uh, posted this interesting fact on uh, the Book of Faces, and that is, only two drivers had the distinction of starting last weekend's Bristol Dirt Race that were in the field for the inaugural truck series dirt race at Eldora 10 years ago in 2003. Uh, who were they? 
Um, give you a little while to think about that one. Uh, I, I knew one right off the bat, and because um, I missed uh, the truck series heats and all that, so I wasn't 100% sure on the other, but sure enough, um, they, uh, they were there. It was, it was glaring once I, once I saw the starting lineup for the truck series race. So, we got all that. Man. We'll let you think about that. And we're going to start off with the truck series race. A, um, now, I've been critical of the, the dirt series at, the dirt race at Bristol. Um, I think... A lot of it is because Bristol really doesn't need to be dirt. I know that they've done it in the past for World of Outlaws and whatnot, and it was successful. I, I do appreciate um, Marcus Smith and the crew at BMS for uh, doing a um, thinking outside the box. Now, this isn't the first time Bristol's thought outside the box. They've done dirt. They've done whole bunch of cool things, um, hell, they've done a football game right there in their infield in their, uh, a, a major college football game, I think it was, what, Virginia Tech and Tennessee, if I remember correctly, uh, many years ago, but, um, they, they definitely think outside the box out there in Thunder Valley, and, and I do appreciate it. Most things are a big hit, obviously, the Bristol night race, huge, huge hit, um, I'm proud to say I've been to a couple of those, uh, night races, and those are a lot of fun. I've been, I've been to both, uh, the, the spring races and the night races, um, and, and I thoroughly enjoy, I, I enjoy wrestling, uh, out of all the tracks I've been to, and I've, I've been to, I've been to places like Richmond, and Charlotte, and Indy, Pocono, um, stuff like that. I've been to, I've been to those tracks, um, but there is something about Bristol, the fans, the atmosphere, just everything, that it's, it's, it's such a great event, a great weekend, and I wholeheartedly enjoy it. Dirt, you're, you're adding an extra layer that doesn't need to be there. And I was in the minority of this. I thought it was a unique concept when it came out. I did not think it would work. Um, and here we are, what? This, is, this was the third um, dirt race we would have there. And maybe the last one, depending on who you hear. Um first year I had serious issues with because the track really wasn't that great. I remember um, the truck race, um, them pulling major, major chunks of mud off the beginning of the trucks and whatnot. But I will say props this year because this year was probably much, much better. Um, the truck series, we would have Joey Gano, um, go out and stomp the field in a, 
in a Thor Sport truck uh, running a one-race deal to get... I don't know if you want to say some seat time because he really doesn't need it. Um, Joey, who uh, won the inaugural Cup Series dirt race, uh, one of those little footnotes in history, uh, especially in his career, won the first ever um, Cup Series race on dirt. Yeah, I don't know if he needed it or not, or if there was something to Ford and they wanted to get him into the race, or, or whatever. You know, whether it's Joey's call, uh, Roger Penske's call, or um, Ford calling up the sport and be like, hey, you got an extra truck, uh, Joey's going to do this. Uh, but, you know, we, we had we had that. We, we had a, a couple of um, cup guys sprinkled in that field. Chase Briscoe was in the race. And Chase, I thought, would, would have done very well in the trucks. Um, granted, he did break a finger, and I think that kind of hindered his weekend a little bit. He broke a finger in a um, dirt race the week prior. Uh, not the week prior, a couple of days prior, sorry. And um, he had to have like a, a special mechanism on his hand to help him grip the steering wheel a little easier. Uh, with that broken finger, uh, he was in the field. William Byron was in the field in a um, Spire Motorsports truck, um, trying to get some more seat time. And uh, then you had uh, Jonathan Davenport, Superman, on the dirt, uh, the dirt um, late modified standout. Uh, he would be doing double duty over the weekend. Um, I believe he was also in a, um, a Spire truck, or he was in somebody's truck during the truck race, but I don't have my notes with me because, well, I, I don't believe it distracted driving. Uh, driving in Maine is already bad enough. Uh, so, um, we had all that, uh, but this was just the Joey Logano show. He pretty much dominated the truck race. Um, we did see some decent racing during it, um, but... At the end, it was just the Joey Logano show uh, as he brought the number 13. Um, it was either number 13 or number 98. I forget which. Um, it was it was one of the traditional Thor Sport numbers. I believe it was 98. Um, brought the Hang 10 Car Washes uh, Ford F-150 to victory lane. Um, not bad. I mean, I don't think it was his first truck series win. I believe it's actually his second. So he joins that illustrious club that have won in all three NASCAR divisions. And I remember when that was prestigious, but now it seems like everybody's pulling that off. Um, so you have that. Then we move on to Saturday. Now, the truck series race, we did have some drivers that did go home during um, over the weekend that didn't even get to touch the track because we had no qualifying on Friday. All track events on Friday were rained out early on, um, which was a good call by NASCAR and a good call by BMS to kind of cancel all track activities on Friday because um, with the rain that they got um, Thursday into Friday and a little bit Friday morning, there was no way that they could uh, prep the track and have it dry and um, race ready by the time um, qualifying and practice went out. 
Uh, so none of these, none of these, none of the trucks got any practice. None of them got any seat time on Friday. Um, so we saw drivers like Josh Rion go home. Uh, owner, one of the owners of Rion Brothers Racing. Uh, he was sent packing before even touching the track. Lawless Allen, who I believe is competing uh, the full season for Al Nice at Nice Motorsports, he was um, didn't even get off the hauler, basically. And Jessica Friesen, um, female um, dirt standout in, um, in the uh, northeast here. And uh, Stuart Friesen's wife, she was uh, sent packing as well. So um, all these drivers that were kind of sent back, and, and, it, and it's a shame that they were sent back. I think probably just put them in the, you know, in the heats and see where they finish. But it is what it is. Uh, Cup did not have anybody going home, and this was a, because it was a 37 car field, um, an extra car added besides the 36 charter drivers with um, Jonathan Davenport driving a third colleague motorsports entry uh, this weekend. And uh, I will say the cup race was much better than the Xfinity race, um, but I did have some nitpicking. There was, uh, there, there was a lot. There was varying... Um, degrees of experience when it came to uh, on the Cup Series with drivers on dirt. Uh, you had drivers like Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell, Alex Bowman, Ricky Stenhouse, uh, all with ex Chase Briscoe, all with extensive dirt backgrounds. Then you had um, guys like Kevin Harvick and um, Denny Hamlin, who, who've raced a little bit on dirt, but it's not with they with they primarily race. Then you had guys like Ryan Priest and BJ McLeod who have never raced on dirt before in their um, professional lives. So, um, very degrees, and it, it made it a little more interesting, especially when you had guys like um, JJ Yaley, who, through the heats and all, qualified third for the race. Um, he qualified third. Matt Crafton, who was filling in for Cody Ware, and we'll, talk, we'll definitely talk about Cody Ware here in a minute. Um, he Crafton quali qualified eighth, the best qualifying spots ever for Wick, Rick Ware Racing in the Cup Series. Oh, I missed a shift. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Anyway, um, so best qualifying efforts there, um, in all. But I mean, this was this was a race that saw a little bit of everything. Ryan Priest uh, had a good qualifying run. Um, he was actually in the top ten, and um, in his first ever dirt effort, not first ever dirt effort in the Cup Series, but first ever dirt. Uh, race period so I mean it was very impressive we did see a lot of spins which I, I expected on on this um, Tennessee clay um, it was just very um, how should I say it, it was very it was 
what it, it was basically what I expected. I mean, there were there were a lot of guys who were all over the place. Um, but at first, it was the Kyle Larson show as he and TV William Byron started at the front, and they um, Kyle led the first stage, um, pretty much running away with it. Uh, but Kyle Larson would not walk away with the victory as he would get into it. Uh, start a little tussle with Ryan Priest. Now, uh, <laughs> this did get some notoriety uh, on different things, um, especially after uh, the incident of, uh, at Phoenix with um, Danny Hamlin and Ross Chastain. Now, um, so we had we had that we had. Um, there were there were just a lot a lot of things going on a lot of them were to follow. Um, Kyle Larson kind of doored um, Ryan Priest, cut down the tire on him. They come back out, they make contact, and eventually, you know, Priest returns the favor by dooring um, Larson. Larson spins himself out in the wrecks, trying to get caught up to Priest. Now I know a lot of people. Some people, uh, there's a, minor, a minority on social media saying that Priest needs to have the same penalties as um, as Denny Hamlin um, for uh, what transpired on the track of taking out Larson. Uh, two different situations. I'm just going to say that right now because, well, we can't 100% say that Priest was... Um, innocent in all this. Um, they both chalked it up, and NASCAR saw it as well. It was hard racing. Larson had spun himself out after the initial contact with uh, Priest taking him up, running the wall. Um, that it was hard racing between the two, that there was certainly no <laughs> ill intent. I think if there was any ill intent, it was by Priest's crew chief, Chad Johnson, who, um, who f for longtime fans remember Chad Johnson was a crew chief for Kyle Larson for many years. So, we have all that. Um, but, uh, you know, there was, there was no things like that. But at the end of the day, it was Christopher Bell who picks up the win. Um, Bell's first win of the season. Um, props to him on that. Uh, a lot of... A lot, of, a lot of sneaky good finishes. Um, Kevin Harvick uh, finished in the top 10 uh, while not having the best starting spot, but he, he worked his way through. A lot of drivers, you know, would stay out on, um, stayed out there in the first session um, and, you know, ran, were running on old tires. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good dirt race. Um, but after the race, there were a lot of comments saying that, um, this is supposed to be the best racing in the world. Why are we racing on dirt? Um, why are we doing this? Uh, we heard that from Bubba Wallace. We heard that from Kyle Larson, who is certainly a very experienced dirt racer himself, um, questioning uh, this move, um, which, you know, a lot of people are questioning, should we race on dirt? Should we race at Bristol on dirt? Um, you know, and I already said my opinion. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. Um, but in the case of BMS and um, NASCAR, they did put on a halfway decent show this year. 
Uh, whether they continue or not has yet to be seen. Uh, personally, I would not mind if they continue racing on dirt. Um, just, I just don't think Bristol would be the way to go. Um, whether they, I doubt they would ever do anything with Eldora after how everything played out with um, Bristol getting a cup date and Tony just uh, and Eldora just kind of saying, well, it's not worth a truck date if we can't get a cup date. And we're just kind of um, reneging on that deal. And I'll be honest, um, Knoxville, Iowa, where they have the Knoxville Nationals, that I, I, I'm not 100% buying into that as a cup date either. Um, there's plenty of other dirt tracks around the country uh, that could hold something like that. But at the same time, I don't think that that would be if there was a dirt track that I think could easily pull it off um, without completely redoing everything, it would be a place like Eldora. But as I said, we're we're not going to see that anytime soon. So, like I said, this may be, it, it's either going to be Bristol or it's going to be nothing. You know, that's just, uh, that's just the long and short of it. Um, so that was Bristol. Uh, got a lot of news to cover. So, um, I do want to start off with this. Obviously, thoughts and prayers to Kaylee Arborough and his family. As Kale's daughter had posted that uh, the three-time Cup Series champion and, multi and NASCAR Hall of Famer is in failing health. Um, I have no other... Um, no other, you know, information to give other than that. Um, obviously, Kale, like I said, you know, NASCAR Hall of Famer, you know, all that. I, I, I can't put it into words because Kale, Kale had retired by the time I saw my first race in person. Um, but I, I knew the stories of Kale. I knew the stories of the 79 Daytona 500. I knew the stories, you know, hearing him throughout the years. And I knew Kaylee Harborough was one of those guys, um, much like an A.J. Foy or even a Bobby Allison. Those guys were tougher than a $2 steak. I mean, those were, they were drivers. And they took no crap on the track. Um, and um, so, I mean, it, 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 it's disheartening to hear something like that. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't grow up in the Kaylee Arbor area uh, era, but I, ex I I had like tremendous respect for guys like him and Bobby Allison and um, obviously Richard Benning, who I did see race my first race. But um, I, I do have respect for the legends that kind of really paved the way for the sport. So. Um, hear something like that. It, it's real disheartening and, you know, it, it's, it's sad. You know? Um, so, we have all that. Um, I do want to ease into the next topic. Um, it is kind of rough. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Um, so, um, just going to do my best to kind of really 
um, talk about this a little tastefully, uh, and it's the Cody Ware situation. Now, uh, as I said earlier in the show, Matt Crafton filled in for Cody Ware at um, at Bristol in the dirt race. Um, Matt was in the 51 car. Um, Matt, who uh, actually is a former winner in the truck series on dirt at Eldora, uh, he, um, he he was called on short notice to fill in for Cody Ware as Cody um, had pulled out of the event due to having a, a personal issue and would not be able to race. Now, that personal issue has come to light that Cody was arrested for um, strangulation assault on a female. Uh, so he is facing the felony assault by strangulation and a misdemeanor assault on a female. Um, now, I, I know we have, you know, the, the, the American court system is innocent until proven guilty. It's pretty much any court system in the world. But when you have the court of public opinion, they've already sentenced Cody. I, I don't know all the details other than what was released about him being arrested by the Iredell County uh, Sheriff's Office in North Carolina. Uh, Cody obviously has been arrested. And um, unfortunately, you know, many people are already saying Cody's career is over. Um, there's also some people that say that Cody's career never began. Um, it, it, this is just unfortunate, and it's not a, um, a situation I'm sure NASCAR wants to find themselves in, as, um, as they are, are trying to navigate this. This is a, it's a, I, I'm not trying to say this as a pun, I'm not trying to say it to be funny, uh, this is a black eye for the sport, anything like this, um, especially if this where this, uh, just inferring, kind of sounds like a domestic violence case. Um, there's no need for that, no call for that in this sport. Now, I don't want to jump and say that um, he rightfully should be suspended because he is indefinitely suspended, obviously, um, with these legal issues over his head right now. And he has been charged um, with this. That um, obviously he's not going to be in a race car, but I also don't want to jump to conclusions because we've also we've seen this happen with Kurt Busch. Obviously, um, with Busch's situation, it was a lot different. There was a lot of um, he said, she said, and the courts failed to um, to charge Kurt with it. Um, there basically was no case. This was the Patricia Driscoll uh, situation uh, a few years back that saw Kurt suspended while they were doing this, and there was a lot of need to. I, I felt NASCAR, in hindsight, was doing the right thing at the time. I disagreed with it because there was no formal anything involving um, Kurt, but this is this is certainly formal. Um, Cody has been charged, and this is not the first time we've that there has been issues with Cody. Where um, a few years ago he went, I was it Twitter, 
and he was blasting uh, Matt D. Benedetto about something, something about his wife and this and that. It was just, it was just really weird. And I know Cody has come out and said that there, he does. Apologize to the cobblestones. That he has um, serious, that he has mental health issues. Um, Mental health issues, you know, and I do respect him for coming out and saying that he has those mental health issues. Um, But at the same time, same time seeing um, firsthand what mental itch, mental health issues can do to people. Um, I, I Like I said, I respect um, Cody coming out and doing this, but um, what he is accused of is certainly um, not acceptable. Not acceptable. Mental health issues are not. Um, it, it's not acceptable. Uh, I, I I wholeheartedly support NASCAR's decision in suspending him indefinitely. I believe Cody's brother uh, is also indefinitely suspended by NASCAR for, I don't believe it was something similar, but uh, for this young man who actually I really do believe was starting to turn a corner in his career, um, and I certainly have a lot of respect for Rick Ware, Rick Ware Racing, because they've been trying to do things right. Um, obviously, uh, the announcement earlier in the week that uh, Tommy Baldwin Jr. was coming on as their competition director. Tommy, a former Daytona 500 winning crew chief and a really respected crew chief and former owner in the Cup Garage uh, coming on, you know, trying to right their ship a little bit. And, you know, it should have been a happy weekend with the fact that, you know, they put both of their cars in the top 10 in qualifying. And while they're running on a smaller budget, and you know, Rick obviously who has his hands and everything, you know, he was um, a co-owner in IndyCar for a little while uh, with Cody running over there, and uh, I'm trying to remember who else they had running a couple of races in IndyCar with the um, Dale Coyne team. Uh, but they, uh, he does that. He does um, IMSA. all that stuff, but, uh, you know, this was, this was supposed to be a, a good moment for Rick Ware Racing and, uh, Rick himself, and then this news comes out, and it, it's just disheartening, it, it, it just takes, I don't know, it takes all the wind out of their sails, um, with something like this. I know that they have tapped Zane Smith, uh, to run the, um, the 51 car this upcoming weekend at Martinsville, so I, um, I, I would, um, I would assume that Zane will be the guy, uh, who would be in the seat going forward for the next couple of races, 
I mean, I can also see Colt Custer in that spot. Uh, as Cole is a Ford driver, and I'm sure Ford's got some input on who they want in. I mean, I know Ford's high up on Zane as well. Um, so I, that's what I'm expecting. And, you know, they've got an alliance with, I believe it's uh, RFK Racing now. But I think there still is something in the works with uh, Stuart Haas as kind of SHR put that deal with Jensen Button together a few weeks back in the 15th. So um, with all that, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know what's going to go forward with the 51. Um, I do know that they need something to kind of dig themselves out of the hole, you know, points-wise, kind of get that team righted. And also, kind of really put the, um, take this, you know, the, the stake off this affiliation with uh, Cody Ware. Um, you know, had Priest not been running a full season in the 41, I could definitely picture Ryan Priest taking over that 51 car for the next, you know, however long. But uh, as of right now, it looks like Zane Smith. Possibly we might see some other drivers like a... Um, like a Cole Custer, maybe a Matt Crafton back in, you know, at some point, something like that. But um, that's where that stands right now. Um, but we do have some, we do have some good news because I don't want to really bog down the show with this whole Cody Ware situation. We do have some good news, and that good news is if you are a Chase Elliott fan, um, Chase or a Somebody once said, Chase is the face that runs the place, meaning the Cup Series and everything else. Uh, Chase will be um, returning at Martinsville. Um, I guess that's a week earlier than initially planned because I was here in Talladega. And I remember sitting on this show saying, um, if you had your leg repaired and your first race back is Talladega, take the weekend off. Um, because that. If I had just come back from surgery and rehab and all that other stuff after being injured for six races, breaking my leg, I would not want to go to the fastest track on the circuit and risk re-breaking my leg or something else. Um, but he will be back at Martinsville um, in in the nine car. And I'll be honest, I'm kind of disappointed. I, I really am disappointed. Um, while I... I personally don't like Chase Elliott. I think that he is a great talent. I'm not going to say he is a, a massive talent like a um, like a Kyle Busch, but he is a great talent. Uh, he is a former Cup Series champion, after all. Uh, but I think that um, just the fact that Chase back at Martinsville, it, it's good for the sport. But I was personally hoping for one more week with Josh Berry because um, Martinsville is a, it, it's the short track and um, he does really, really well at short tracks. Uh, he has a win in the Xfinity series at Martinsville and I think he would have had the chance to actually be up front and possibly win at Martinsville in that nine car. And that would have been something. Uh, Josh Berry winning on the Cup Series in a substitute role. Um, I know he came close a few weeks back, uh, finishing runner-up to Kyle Larson. 
uh, at Richmond. So we have all that. But Chase will be back. Um, so we have that. Uh, other news. NASCAR is dinged after Richmond dinged both Alex Bowman's 48 car and William Byron's 24 car 60 points um, on penalties of modification to the unapproved modifications to the greenhouse area of their cars. Um, this after they pretty much got their points back for the modifications on the levers that we saw at um, Phoenix a few weeks ago. Um, they got their 100 points back in on appeal and well that was kind of a uh that was the catalyst for all the controversy we had over the appeal process that they got all their all their points and everything right back uh with these modifications and i have to make a correction speaking of the levers in phoenix and all i said that justin haley last week did not um have his penalties reduced he did have them reduced my mistake uh, they were reduced from 100 points in the in everything else uh, down to 75 points, which still, granted, that's a 25-point gap, but still, when you look at the situation, and their case was only one lever uh, compared to um, eight levers, uh, two of each off the four Hendrick cars, and the Hendrick cars got theirs off and that. I think that's what threw everybody in an uproar, and that's why NASCAR took um, the 24 and 48 cars, brought them back to the R&D shop, and they weren't they weren't coy about it. They were flat out looking for something to bust them for. Uh, Hendrick says that they are not going to appeal that penalty, which is good because, well, you know, NASCAR probably was like, you know, we're going to go through your car with a fine tooth comb, and we will find you. We will find you for everything we will penalize you for everything we find knowing that they did not get their their way with this appeal and uh you know the 60 points that hurts but still uh they got away with 100.1 so they're kind of playing with house money at that point um and i totally i totally disagree with what uh the appeal process was obviously so and i'm sure i'm not the only one i know i'm not the only one actually so we have all that we have um we do have some good news srx news and i'm excited for this ron caps the uh funny multi-time funny car champion and one of the one of the true personalities of the NHRA, and what I love about the NHRA is their personalities. People like John Force. Uh, we had uh, Cruz Petragon and um, so many others that have come through uh, the NHRA. Um, and Ron is one of those guys. He is definitely he he definitely is fun. Definitely intense. Uh, a lot of fun stuff, especially if you watch his Napa commercials. Uh, you could tell that he has fun. He's like a Michael Waltrip, definitely having fun in those. Um, he will be competing at, I'm trying to think of the dart race. I want to say Lucas Oil, but I'm not 100% sure. But he will be competing in the SRX series um, as a 
is they really do bring in some of the best. I know Ron has run uh, the Prelude to the Dream, uh, the Tony Stewart, you know, little, I don't want to say, charity event um, that was held before the Dream at um, Eldora many years ago. And it's just kind of interesting seeing a drag racing guy, a guy who's known to just go straight and fast, um, turning laps. And, and Ron, Ron actually held his own on those preludes, if I remember correctly. I know he did a couple of them um, back in the day, but he held his own, and I, and I was fairly impressed. Uh, so he will be doing that. And Daniel Suarez, driver of the 99 uh, Trackhouse Racing Chevy uh, for Justin Marks, he will be... Um, competing at Thunder Road uh, in in a one-off deal with the SRX series. So they're really opening up. You're seeing a lot of current stars of the Cup Series racing the SRX Series. I know Kevin Harvick, Kyle, Kyle Busch. Um, try to think who else. I'm sure we'll see Dave Blaney, uh, Ryan Blaney and... Maybe a Chase Elliott again, but uh, I'm really excited for this. Um, you know, I, I I love having the legends, people like Tony Kanaan and Helio. Helio, who will be doing part-time, but I haven't heard any of the full-time guys yet. Um, I'm wondering if Tony will run full-time. Haven't heard anything on uh, last season's champion, Marco Andretti. Will, he'll be competing, or Paul Tracy. Michael Waltrip, any of those guys. I haven't heard any of those. All I've been hearing are like the one-offs and like the part-time schedule guys in the series. So so we should have some of that soon. Um, we do have the announcement that um, Tire Warehouse will be um, on AJ Allmendinger's car for the uh, Goodyear 400 at Darlington. And that actually might be the first throwback we've seen as um, Black's um, Black's tire will be on the 16. Uh, going back to their old um, Black's tire truck paint scheme on that. So that's the first one. And it's kind of weird that um, that's at the beginning of May and we have not really heard anything on throwbacks. And this is the first thing we've heard. So... Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I know that I, I talked about, you know, I haven't really seen a whole lot of throwbacks yet uh, for that. And I know it was brought up that possibly they're saving some of the throwbacks for All-Star Weekend. I know that Kevin Harvick's doing that Atlanta paint scheme uh, there. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll have some in the next couple of days or weeks uh, leading up to that. But I'm very surprised that we haven't heard anything yet because some teams come out of the box in February saying this is what's going to be our our paint scheme for the for the throwback weekend, but nothing yet. So fingers crossed that we do um, that we do see some stuff there. But. Uh, we move on to, like I said, Martinsville this weekend. Um, all three divisions are running, and I'm looking forward to that because I Martinsville is a challenging track, uh, a fun track, and um, I think that this would be real, a real good weekend and a real good palate cleanser for what we got coming up. We got Martinsville, we got Dover, 
try to think what we have after that. Then we got the all-star race. So I'm super, super excited um, over what we got coming up, um, obviously, <laughs> leading to episode 100. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I know I, know I can't wait. Uh, for what we're seeing we're getting warmer weather so we're gonna have that we're gonna have a lot of local tracks opening up so support your local tracks i know uh we're nine days away from um, my local track up here west cassett speedway opening up for the first time uh this season and um hopefully i'll be there you know and definitely, like I said, definitely support your local tracks because a lot of them are going away. We saw Myrtle Beach go away, Chicago Lands and Mothballs. We know that Auto Club's going away. If these big tracks could go away, these smaller ones uh, really have no chance. I mean, man, Beach Ridge, uh, which is the closest, which was the closest NASCAR uh, sanctioned track in my area uh, has closed up and looks like it's going to be condos as the ownership of that track has sold it. So anyway, uh, it's kind of a bummer, but uh, we do have plenty of more racing, especially as the weather gets warmer. Um, so until then, I'm Matt Hardman. This is the Race Nerd Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Like I said, we're, we're counting down to 100. Um, we're not, it's right within, it's right, I can see it from here, uh, it's right within eyesight, but until then, I will see you at the track.